I am Tom Holland, and yes, this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Oh, how cool this topic is. You know, I've done over 400 shows, approaching 500. And I get excited for each and every one, and more and more excited as more and more research is coming out about exercise and nutrition and the sports psychology and the psychology of motivation, all this stuff that I bring to you, not just each week, three times a week. You know, I have friends all the time ask me, they go, how, how do you do three shows a week? By the way, three shows a week coming up on four years without missing a week. Three shows every week. And you know why? Because I truly, absolutely love what I do. And yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's not work because I love it. You know, (laughs) I have two boys, as I've talked about before, if you've listened to prior podcasts, and uh, the older one is 16. And he asked me, because I am, I never stop studying. I love it. Uh, Finishing up a program at Harvard Extension School in human behavior. He said, Dad, why? He goes, you don't have to do this. Why do you? continue to study and take class and and you know one of my long-term goals is to eventually phd and teach myself i want to be that guy i want to be that 80 year old like you know health fitness exercise uh, science teacher that the students are like yeah that guy's nuts (laughs) he's in good shape but he's completely nuts he's in great shape hopefully uh i love it is my point and yeah, it's a lot of work, but it is the most incredible work because what am I finding out? If I'm really selfish, ways for myself and my family to live our best lives, and then I bring you that information. And today's show kind of blows me away because I've been using the same line for really many of the same lines, by the way, for a really long time. And one is, you know, we exercise to look better, feel better, live longer. And that's true. And it doesn't matter the reason you start. It's usually vanity when we're younger. To look better, you get the other two. Feel better, live longer. But what this topic and show and research is about, and I'd heard about it, but like this was the first I really started digging into it. Exercise not only makes us, this is incredible, potentially, well, not only makes us look better, feel better, live longer, it potentially does the same Not just for our kids, but for our grandkids. That run you do today, and specifically mothers, is what this study is going to illuminate, can benefit not just your kids, but your grandkids. So you're not just exercising to look better, feel better, live longer, but for future generations to do so as well. This is the first, I think, out of those 400 plus episodes, the first time I'm talking about potential benefits that's not about us. And and I started when I was looking into this topic and the new research that came out, I was going to say physiological, but no, then there's cognitive. I got two studies I'm going to talk about if I have time, but the first one is physiological benefit for the grandkids and the second one 
is cognitive. Like, you got to be kidding me. And I can't not bring up the Peloton commercial again. Again. And I am someone who avoids controversy. And it's, it's like the worst position to be in to be that guy in the world we're in when I'm in the job I'm in because I can't not do it. But I have to be so careful in this, this crazy world today. And like, that's as deep as I'm going to go into this because of the obvious consequences. But the consequences are not for me. It's for you to not live your best life. For you to have bad information. I can make you feel good about bad choices. Who does that benefit? Who does that benefit? So that Peloton commercial, when it came out, I go, oh my gosh. And for those of you who don't know, it was a Peloton commercial came out during the holiday season. And it was a woman who was gifted a Peloton by her husband. And there was an incredible backlash because she kind of filmed herself and she was nervous about getting on it. And the backlash was, who is this husband to gift a skinny woman a Peloton, an ex a piece of exercise equipment? And the numerous shows I've done that I've touched on that is, are you kidding me? Because you're skinny, you're done? Because you're skinny, you don't have cholesterol issues, anxiety issues, the myriad dozens and dozens of benefits of exercise, including the one I'm going to talk about today. So in other words, you're saying, if you're skinny, you're done. And there's no benefit to exercise other than being skinny? Yes, we need to be a healthy weight. But as I will say over and over again, and it's the uh, documentary I'm working on now, you can't outrun, you can't outbike, you can't out elliptical your fork. It's all connected, interdependent processes, which you don't hear about. And all these people who don't know what they're talking about, social media and stuff, will pull them apart. And you talk about that like, oh, it's all about cardio or it's not about cardio. Cardio, you know, increases cortisol and it, it helps you. <laughs> it, it doesn't help you lose weight because it's going to help you store fat. Because There's nothing more dangerous than that. That's really small percentage of people in the fitness industry who have a little bit of information. And then what I notice they do, <laughs> I don't notice, uh, know if you notice this as well. Social media posts, there's a lot of copying and pasting, cut and pasting. So they'll like highlight, you know, there'll be a, a Instagram post about cortisol. And, you know, there's enough like words omitted. and so You can just tell they cut and pasted it. They sound really smart. And a lot of the comments will be, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're so smart. And now I don't have to do cardio because it's, it's, it's affecting my weight. I'm doing too much. I'm, I'm working at too high, you know, in intensity. And I'm only burning... Carbohydrate, just the garbage. This is not that. This is the science. And I'll give you the limitations of the science. The study I'm going to give you, it's about mice. But many of the studies are about mice. Can we extrapolate out from mice? Yes. And it will always be about common sense too. You know? Let's assume we don't know like one one thousandth the benefits of exercise. Because what I'm going to tell you today... This study, I'm pretty sure most of you have not heard of. I, again, had heard, you know, things here and there. But there's only so much time I have to delve into topics. And that's why I, I want to do three shows a week. 
actually was doing five at one point. That was too much. <laughs> that was too much. I have to do other things too. Balance. Oh, and the number of fitness people go oh, balance. There's no such there's no such thing as balance. You're you're not working out hard enough if it's if there's balance. Yeah, those are the twenty somethings, thirty somethings. Let's see what they're saying when they're 50, 60. You know, I'm fifty three. Been doing this a while. There's a lot of people that aren't doing it that we're doing it. Racing, people I started with running marathons, doing Ironmans. They're not they're not doing it anymore because they had that all or nothing. And got you know, if you want to compete, I get it. Super high level. My goal is to compete at a super high level and and still have balance in all aspects of my life. And that means sometimes you go hard, sometimes you go easy, sometimes you compete just to finish. But I digress. But let me just again, <laughs> the Peloton commercial and, and just all the, the social media posts about it's all about fat loss. And if you're, you know, doing cardio and the cortisol and no, it's about being healthy. And as this two studies, these two studies will show, it's about potentially benefiting future generations, second generation. Like, are you kidding me? All right enough <laughs> getting worked up you know what I, I love I was just telling my wife you know again after 400 plus episodes and you all reaching out uh, through social or uh, direct messages through social media I love it and so often you, you you bring up that line that I bring up about how I'm getting worked up but that's how passionate I am about this stuff I just am this is too important not selling shoes here this is this is literally life and death. That word literally is abused, but this is literally life and death at its most extreme. And and yes, pun intended. I could sugarcoat everything, get you to really like me. I could give you bring all the bad supplements and bad products and take the money from those companies that pitch me every day. I can't do it. I can't do it, and it pains me because a lot of. Money left on the table, but it doesn't matter. Not bringing you the products or the people. Not doing it. Enough. Okay, I vented. <laughs> I'm going to get, you know. Whew, here's the discussion. Okay, this is so cool. This is so cool. And I was going to title this, How Your Exercise Can Benefit Potentially uh, Physiologically Your Kids and Grandkids. And then, no, I found, you know, I'm going to add in the cognitive side as well. It's just amazing how important it is for us to control what we can, what we put into our mouths, and how much we move, okay? And I specifically say how much we move at the end of every episode. I don't, I, I'm getting less favored, or less liking, less favorable, favorable. <laughs> I'm getting worked up. <sighs> Exercise has a negative connotation. Exercise companies, fitness companies, have pushed the uh, lose weight at all costs. And if you're not losing weight, you're not seeing that it's not worthwhile. And a huge part of my job for the next 50 plus years is saying that's absolutely not so. And this will show you that yet again. Yet another benefit of exercise you can't see in the mirror and you can't see on the scale. So here we go. Here's the discussion. So we're talking about animal and human studies. So this one is going to be about mice. Uh, mothers and fathers, parents with poor nutrition 
uh, who develop diabetes, you know, obesity and other metabolic disorders, that often can be, yes, transmitted a predisposition to their kids, to their offspring. Predisposition people, though. I'm going to talk about epigenetics really quickly. Again, shorter episodes. I'm going to give you just what you need to know. That's my goal. I want to do five-hour shows, but I'm not going to. And that's part of the problem is condensing these down into just what you need to know. All right? So a predisposition. And what they call this, one of the terms for this, developmental programming. And they believe that it may be a, a couple things. There may be a couple things going on here. First of all, the environment uh, when a mother's pregnant in her womb. And epigenetics, one of the coolest things uh, out there now when it comes to us living our best lives, that it's a predisposition, that we have the ability. So epigenetics, small changes in how our genes work, right? That we can potentially turn things on and off, that, that we do have control. And how do we do that? Based on how we eat and live. Controllable factors. That's amazing. It's scary because you got to take responsibility. But as I talk about here, Three times a week, usually, there's always a discussion about excessive moderation, about how it's not about deprivation. All right, got to get moving here. The study, so cool, really recent in molecular metabolism, June 2022. How cool is this title? Grand maternal exercise improves metabolic health of second generation offspring going to read it again. Grand maternal exercise improves metabolic health of second generation offspring. Going to give you some bullet points. Then I'm going to read you the abstract and the study real like, you know, the, the abstract from the study. And then I'm going to go through it one more time because it it's, bears repeating one more time. Okay. So grand maternal exercise, the grandparents has not just effects, but they're saying profound effects on the metabolic health of the grand offspring, of the grandkids as they age, all right? And it can potentially, the, the exercise that the grandparents do reverse the detrimental effects of things like high-fat diet in the grand maternal, uh, in, the, in the grandparent, and on uh, the grand offspring's insulin sensitivity. So we hear a lot about metabolic health, CGMs. People just asked me about that. I'm going to try my third CGM monitor. Not going to get into that today, but that's all about metabolic health. I would argue there's a lot of making the, the simple complex to sell a product. Again, that's a discussion for another day, but that's looking at metabolic health. And this study showed that grand maternal exercise results in improved health functions, including liver uh, metabolic function in, again, the grandkids. Very cool. And there is sex-specific regulation of glucose tolerance and insulin sensitivity in mice as they age. Again, mice. One of the researchers, though, said, yeah, I get it. People are going to go, this is mice. So many studies are. And yes, we can extrapolate a lot out. Uh, but that's that's part of it, Okay. Here's the abstract. The objective of this study, a major factor in the growing worldwide epidemic of obesity and type 2 diabetes is the increased risk of transmission of metabolic disease 
from obese mothers to both first, that's F1, and second F2 generation offspring. Fortunately, recent preclinical studies demonstrate that exercise before and during pregnancy improves F1 metabolic health, so the first generation. That's amazing. So they're saying already studies that support that, which is I had seen and you've heard of, providing a potential means to disrupt this cycle of disease. Whether the beneficial effects of maternal exercise can also be transmitted to the F2 generation has not been investigated. Like, okay, we know that there's potential benefits for the kids, exercise, mothers. Um, and right now we're talking about mothers. They're going to extrapolate that out to just exercise in general, but you get the point. So they're looking at the F2 generation now. The methods, female mice were fed a diet uh of a regular diet or high fat diet and housed in individual cages with or without running wheels for two weeks before breeding and during gestation. Male F1 offspring were sedentary and uh, regularly fed and at eight weeks of age were bred with age matched females from untreated parents. This resulted, this is so cool, in four F2 groups based on, so the, again, second generation groups based on grand maternal treatment. So you have the regular diet sedentary, uh, regular diet trained exercise, right? High fat diet sedentary, high fat diet trained. Uh, the second generation were sedentary and regularly fed and studied up to a year of age, 52 weeks. Okay, the results. We find that grand maternal exercise improves glucose tolerance and decreases fat mass in adult F2 males and females second generation in the absence of any treatment intervention of the F1 after birth. I know this is confusing to a lot of people. I'm going to get there though. Grand maternal exercise also improved F2, second generation, liver metabolic function, including favorable, favorable effects, I'm getting excited, on gene and uh, mRNA expression, triglyceride concentrations, and uh, some other great things. Um, conclusion. Grand maternal exercise has beneficial effects on the metabolic health of grand offspring. So that woman on the Peloton bike, maybe, <laughs> maybe she cared about her kid's health and maybe she cared about her grandkid's health uh, on metabolic health of grand offspring, demonstrating an important means by which exercise during pregnancy could help reduce the worldwide incidence of obesity and type 2 diabetes. Now, I know this is, again, specific to women and pregnancy, but this totality of information that I'm bringing you over 400 plus episodes is just to constantly reinforce how important it is how uh, to move, to eat healthy, and all of the myriad benefits, and that every minute counts, and that every time you feed your body with something healthy, it's incredibly powerful. And it's not about deprivation. Yes. <sighs> Fasting has some benefits, but most people are not doing that in the right way at all. Because if you fast and eat garbage after that, and you're hungry, you're not getting the benefits you think you're getting. It's about feeding ourselves. It's about what we do, not what we don't do. It's about moving more and it's about eating more things that you enjoy that are healthy. Okay. Deep breath. Limitations. Uh, another important area of uh, investigation will be to understand if the beneficial effects of grand maternal exercise in mice will translate to humans. Given you that, 
not going to not give you the limitations. There are more, but that's a major one for many people. Uh, we hypothesize they will, since human studies demonstrating the deleterious effects of grand maternal undernutrition on grandchildren in adulthood suggest that environmental exposures can be passed on to the F2 generation. So yeah, it's not perfect. A lot more research to be done, but super exciting stuff. And again, uh, what's the downside? Can we assume, as I said at the intro, you know, the uh, assuming makes an ass out of you and me, not when it comes to exercise and eating healthy. And that's why I get worked up about studies on uh, too much exercise. It's not even close to a problem. It's not even close. Understand why those studies are done, but uh, they don't need to be done right now. Not, not, not with the issues we're having. That is not the problem. Okay. Okay. Discussion points again. So if, if you're confused, I'm going to young female mice were running on wheels, right? Some ate normal food. Others ate an unhealthy, high fat diet. Uh, another group of female mice on the same diets didn't run. Again, they're breaking this down, creating these uh, groups. Um, they're all then bred with sedentary male animals. And the runners kept exercising during pregnancies, gave birth. None of the young ran, okay? And that's to keep the metabolisms neutral, to, to make sure that it was the mothers, the grandmothers rather, that had the effect. Free from, again, the epigenetic and other changes that the exercise would have done. So the grandparents exercised, the kids did not. And that was how the research was, uh, were hoping to track the effects of what the mothers did on the, uh, through this generation and then on to the next one. Um, bah, 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 bah. And that's why they only bred males from the middle generation, right? They're trying to take out the potential effects of the pregnancy and the womb type issues that could have um, added to it. And the resulting grandchildren, male and female, didn't uh, exercise, they were sedentary and ate normal diets. And what did they find? From birth, the mice with active grandparents, grandmothers, were leaner than the others, okay? And as they, here's the really interesting thing. As they moved through middle age, those with inactive grandmothers began developing poor blood sugar control and worsening insulin sens uh, sensitivity. Diabetes coming on potentially, right? These conditions, yeah, are common in adults, right? In humans, rather, with getting older, with being inactive in rodents and in people. But they didn't show up, as they said in the study, if grandma ran. If grandma ran, they didn't see those negative issues. The mice with active grandmothers maintained relatively healthy uh, blood sugar control and insulin sensitivity deep into old age, despite being inactive themselves. Quote from one of the researchers, it was remarkable. Exercise had improved the metabolic health of multiple generations. All right. So when you're exercising, it's not just for us. It's not. So those mothers, oh my gosh, the number of mothers I trained back when I was a trainer and they would feel guilty about leaving their kids post, you know, taking time away for those mothers who are listening. Now you have incredible, incredible information on why it's so important for you to do that for you 
and for your kids and potentially for your grandkids. Your run matters. It's not about being selfish. All right, I want to give you the real quick. Um, it's not just metabolic benefits. I'm going to just give you this just to show you. I'm going to do this in another podcast. So another study, Cell Reports is the journal, April 2018. Uh, the title, RNA-dependent intergenerational inheritance of enhanced synaptic plasticity after environmental enrichment. Oh my gosh, I love the title. What's the highlight? Exercising male mice pass a cognitive benefit to their offspring. I just wanted to bring you a cognitive benefit, not the mother. So you dads can now feel better about exercising. Exercising male mice pass a cognitive benefit to their offspring. Okay, we're coming down to the last couple minutes here. I can't say enough times I want to do five hours. It's not what you need. You need more and more information from all different directions to get excited, to, to just like, this is why every single time I walk out the door with my dogs or go out for a run or go out for a bike ride or swim or pick up some weights or do a 60 second plank, everything matters and I enjoy it. And one reason I enjoy it is not just because it makes me feel good, but because I know all the benefits that are outside me for my kids. By the way, you know, the benefits of exercising for us parents is also that our kids see us as role models, which is so important, but that's a behavioral thing, right? So that is a benefit. That's not making us look better, feel better, live longer. It's making our kids potentially do what we do because we're doing the right thing, but that's a behavioral modification. What I'm bringing you today are two physiological and cognitive benefits of exercise on your kids and your grandkids potentially. How cool is that let me give you the summary though just of this uh this study into the cognitive benefits exercising male mice physical exercise in combination with cognitive training is known to enhance synaptic plasticity learning and memory and lower the risk for various complex diseases including alzheimer's here we showed that exposure of adult uh, male mice to an environmental enrichment paradigm leads to enhancement of synaptic plasticity and cognition also in the next generation. Super complicated. Again, I will do this in a separate podcast. In conclusion, our study reports intergenerational inheritance of an acquired cognitive benefit. The benefits of moving, the benefits of feeding our bodies great fuel are vast dozens and dozens and dozens and when you really start to embrace that when you stop looking at the scale yes we all want to be a healthy weight and we should be but you stop making that the primary goal it will come but when you do it for these reasons when you truly believe that everything matters, every you know minute of exercise, there is nothing. You can't say, I only did this for five minutes or I just walked a mile today. No, you did a mile. There's no only or just. And we have been done such, uh, such a disservice from the industry. That was my new book along with the documentary. The new book is my first book. After 30 years in the industry, as someone who... I would argue, again, like Liam Neeson, I have a very specific set of skills. Very few people have done what I've done and have the ability to write that book. And I've worked for and with 
so many fitness companies and done it all from personal training to owning a gym to everything and then studying it. And so, yes, it's not your fault in that you have been fed such bad information and continue to be. And it's the extremes. And extremes are harder than excessive moderation at the start. Excessive moderation is going to be challenging because you don't believe it will work long term. and You have to give it time. It's not do a lot of exercise a little bit. It's do a little bit a lot. It's not deprive yourself of foods. It's find the foods you like and eat them for a lifetime. That's what I do. It gets easier and easier and easier. All right? But it takes time. It is a journey to find those foods, to find those exercise ex exercises, and both will change over time as well. And that's okay. All right? Enough. All right. Oh, my gosh. How cool is that information? So much amazing stuff out there. I'm going to continue to bring it to you three times a week <laughs> for many years to come. But you have to help out. Support the show. I went to this new feed so that I have control so you're not listening to ads all the time and from companies I don't believe in. All right? So Tom H. Fit is Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Reach out with questions, comments. You can go to teamholland.com, fitnessdisrupted.com. Email me through the site. But please follow the show. Rate the show. Take two seconds. Uh, subscribe whatever way you can support it from however you're listening. I'm only going to bring you the best information so that we can all live our best lives. That's my bias. All right? We all control three things. Those epigenetic factors, we can turn them on and off. Lifestyle related. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. <laughs>